Alrighty, we're on the top of 27b, Chav Zayin Amun Beis. We were in the middle of talking about um, your how you should pray if you're with your if you're with your teacher. So how you should pray if you're with your teacher, your Torah teacher. So we're at Vitanya, which is the second to last word on the first line. Vitanya, and we learned in a brisa. Rabbi Lazar Omer, Rabbi Lazar says, "Hamispalel achorei Rabo." If you pray behind your Torah teacher, or if you greet your Torah teacher as you would greet anyone else, or you return a greeting to your Torah teacher the way you would anyone else, or if you argue with the academy of your Torah teacher, so the, um, or if you say something that you did not hear from your teacher, so just going back to challenging the yeshiva or the academy of your teacher, that means you started your own academy. Um, that, that would mean that you started your own academy without your teacher's permission. And then you have this case where if you, you say something that you did not hear from your Torah teacher, and the idea is, is that usually if you say something, it presumably comes from your Torah teacher. Um, so if you're saying something that you did not hear from them, you have to be, be careful and make sure to say it in the name of the person you heard from, because people would generally assume that you heard it from your Torah teacher. So in any of these cases where you do not show the proper respect to your Torah teacher, you cause the divine presence to leave the Jewish people. So what do we see now? So earlier we had a case where Rabbi Yermia um, did stand and pray right behind his Rebbe, right behind his Torah teacher. So how do we reconcile that with this Brisa that says that tells us how serious of a problem that is? So we answer Shine Rabbi Yermia Bar Abba. Rabbi Yermia Abba was different. The Talmud Chaver Haba, because he was a Talmud Chaver, which means he was a student who was on equal knowledge footing with his teacher. And that's what Rabbi Yirmiya said to Rav. So basically, Rav prayed the Mayriv service, the evening service on Friday night before nightfall, so before Shabbat actually officially started. He had already prayed the Shabbat Mayriv service. So Rabbi Yirmiya asked him, Did you abstain from work? Meaning, once you daven Mayrev for Shabbat, even though it's not yet nightfall, did you abstain from work? Did you abstain from any of the forbidden labors on Shabbat? But look at the way he asked him. He said, Mi badalt, have you refrained? Instead of saying, did my teacher refrain speaking in the third person? So we see that he did not treat Rav at the, at the same level as people usually would treat their Torah teachers. It must be because... He was really on the same footing as Rav, knowledge footing as Rav, and therefore he needed to treat him with respect, but not with the same level of almost uh, that, 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 that huge level of respect that's necessary for a younger student and his teacher. So then, so anyways, he was asking Rav, did you refrain from labor, forbidden labor once you started, once you prayed the evening service? Amrle in Badilna. Rav said, yes, I did abstain. Below Amar mi Badalmar, we see Rabbi Yirmiyah did not say, did master reframe, meaning he didn't speak in third person. Now we're gonna now that we've brought up this idea about praying before nightfall on Shabbos, 
Now we're going to continue to analyze it. Umi Badil. Now, did Rav actually abstain from doing forbidden labor once he prayed Myriv? Vahama Rabbi Avin, but didn't Rabbi Avin say, Pam Achas Hispala Rebbe Shal Shabbos Berev Shabbos? One time Rebbe prayed Myriv, so again, the evening service of Shabbos. He prayed it before Shabbat officially started, meaning he prayed it before nightfall. And then, then he went into the bathhouse and he came out, and then he taught us. At that point, it was not even dark yet. So what do we see? We see that he went into the bathhouse. So bath, going into a bathhouse would presumably be one of the forbidden labors. Yet we see he did that even after davening the evening service. Amar Rava, Rava explains, No, Rav went in to the bathhouse not to bathe, but rather just to use the steam. The Kodim Gezerahava. And it was before the rabbinic decree that you cannot use the steam room on Shabbat. So that's what was going on there. Now we say, Yimi? Now, is this really true that after you say the Mayrev service on Friday, you have to stop working, even if it's before nightfall? But didn't Abaye allow Ravdimi Bar Levay Sali to basically kind of paint um, or to color his baskets, which is obviously forbidden on Shabbos? So we answer, No, that was different. That was where Ravdimi prayed Mairiv on Friday. Um, early, he prayed it, though, but he prayed it as by mistake. He thought it was Meirev time. Really, it wasn't. So he prayed it by mistake. When you pray Meirev by mistake, then you do not have to yet have uh, accepted Shabbat upon yourself. So, um, so now we're going to talk about what happens if, you know, if you, um, if you say Meirev by mistake. Meaning you don't you didn't realize it was uh you thought it was already later and it's not and you have a Mayrev, what happens especially on a Friday evening? Okay, so yes, Vitausa Mihaja. Now when you just so we're all aware, when we Davin Mayrev on Friday evening, we accept upon ourselves the Shabbat. So now we're asking Vitausa Mihaja, if you make a mistake, you do not yet meet to Dava Mayrev. Can you go back on the acceptance of Shabbat that you had made? It seems from Rav Dimi that you can. But how could that be? Didn't Avidan say? One time, the skies were very thick with clouds. And everybody thought that it must already be nighttime. So this is on a Saturday. They thought that... Oh, it was uh, Shabbat must be over. So they went into the shul. And they prayed the and they prayed the Saturday night evening service while it was still Shabbos because they thought it was already nighttime. At which point the clouds dispersed, and the sun came out, and everyone realized, oh, it wasn't really like time yet. So they went to ask Rebbe, they went to ask Rebbe Yehuda the prince, um, what to do if they had Davin Mairev already when it wasn't yet nighttime. But Omar, hov hispalu hispalu. And Rebbe said, once you've prayed, you've prayed. So it counts as your prayer service. So we see 
that a mire of service that was prayed by mistake still counts as a proper mire of service and you don't repeat it. So if it still counts as a proper mire of service, when, even when done by mistake, then how? why didn't Rav Dimi need to then accept Shabbat upon himself if he had already done the even though it was by mistake? So that's where we're, that's the question we have. So he answers, Shiny Tzibar Deloy Metachrin on Lahu. No. The reason that the Mairev worked in the case that in which they asked Rebbe, that was because they're a congregation. And for an entire congregation, Rebbe felt that the Mairev sufficed and we will, uh, we don't, we don't have to make the entire congregation go through the effort of saying Mairev again. However, in the first case, However, in the first case, so that's why we didn't make you say Marv again, but certainly if you say Marv by mistake and you're this individual, for number one, you probably have to say Marv again, but number two is that that, that Marv does not necessarily have, that Marv doesn't count um, towards the acceptance of Shabbat because it was done by mistake. The idea being that if you accept Shabbat by mistake, it's not a proper acceptance of Shabbat. Let's go further. Amar Bechiel Baravin. Bechiel Baravin said, Rav Talishel Shabbos Be'er Shabbos. Rav used to say Marev for Shabbat before nightfall, meaning on Friday evening before nightfall. Rabbi Yoshia Metzali Shalmotzai Shabbos B'Shabbos. And Rabbi Yoshia used to pray the Marev of Saturday night, meaning of the conclusion of Shabbat, while it was still Shabbat. So now we're going to analyze these two opinions. Rav Talishel Shabbos Be'er Shabbos. Rav used to pray the Mairev of Shabbat, while it was not yet nightfall on Friday. What would, now the question is, Omer Kedusha al Hakos. So, ain't no Omer Kedusha al Hakos. The question is, though, is that before nightfall, um, can you, if you're saying Mairev before nightfall, you're saying the evening service before nightfall on Friday, can you also say Kiddush before nightfall as well? That is the question. Kiddush is the Kiddush over the cup of wine or grape juice. Can you say that before nightfall as well? So this is all very relevant, obviously, about taking in an early Shabbat, especially in the summer when Shabbat may not start, when nightfall may not be till nine o'clock. Can you say Mincha, can you say Mairev and Kiddush earlier? So now the question is Tashma. So we know that Rav, we know that Rebbe would do the Mairev early. Would he also do Kiddush early? Tashma, so come in here. Dhamma of Nachman Amar Shmuel, of Nachman said Lema Shmuel, Mispala Adam Shal Shabbos Be'erev Shabbos. You can say the Mairev of the Shabbos while it's still not yet nightfall on Friday. The Omer Kedush Shalakos, and you can also say Kiddush beforehand as well. And the Halacha follows this view. Okay, that was very simple and quick. Now we're going to talk about the other opinion of. Um, um, that Rabbi Yoshia Metzali Shalmotzai Shabbos B'Shamis, that Rabbi Yoshia used to pray the evening service of Motzi Shabbos, of the conclusion of Shabbat, he would say that while it was still Shabbos. So then the question was, Omer Havdala al Hakos, oh, Eno Omer Havdala al Hakos. May you also say then, Havdala, the prayer separating the weekday, the Shabbos and the weekday. Can you also say Havdala? You with a cup of wine before nightfall, or do you have to wait until nightfall to be able to say Havdalah? Tashma, so come in here. The person can pray on 
can say the Ma'ariv service of the of of the conclusion of Shabbos while it still is Shabbat. Bomer Havdala Alakos, and he can also say Havdala over a cup of wine. Um, so that's what we seem to see. So Amar Abzeira, Amar Asi, Amar Belazar, Amar Mechinina, Amar Rav. Rabzeira said the name of Rav Asi, the name of Belazar, the name of Mechinina, the name of Rav. Bitzad Amud Zeh Hispalo Rabbi Shmuel Berabiosi Shal Shabbos Be'erav Shabbos. He pointed to a pillar and he said it was on the side of this pillar that Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Berabiosi, would pray the evening service of Shabbos on Friday night before it was actually nightfall. He also Ula Amar when Ula came he said Bitzad Tamarahava no. It was at the side, not at this pillar, it was at the side of this date tree. Velo betzad amur hava, it was not at the side of the pillar. Velo rabbi shmuel rabbi yosi hava, and it was not rabbi shmuel, the son of rabbi yosi. Elo rabbi elazar rabbi yosi hava, rather it was rabbi elazar, the son of rabbi yosi. Velo shal shabbos be'erav shabbos hava, and it was not a praying of the mairev of Shabbat while it was still not yet nightfall. Ela shalmot sa'e shabbat b'shabbat hava, rather it was the evening service of the conclusion of Shabbat on Saturday night while it was still not yet nightfall, while it was still Shabbat. So that is the end about that is the end of that. Now we're going to talk about the Mayrav service. So now we're going to talk about the evening service. We say that the evening prayer has no fixed time. We're going to wonder what that means. That's going back to the Mishnah. My Keva, what does it mean that it does not have a fixed time? If you're going to tell me it means that you can say Meir of the entire night, listening to Fila Sa'er of Kohalila, then just let the Mishnah say that the evening service can be done all night. What does it mean to say that it has no fixed time? Rather, what does it mean when it says it has no fixed time? It's going according to the person that holds that the evening service is not an obligation, but rather a an elective. Damar Vihuda Amar Shmuel, because Yehuda said the name of Shmuel. Tfilas Arvis, um, the evening service, Rabbi Gamliel Amar Chava. Rabbi Gamliel says it is an obligation. Rabbi Shua Amar Rishua, Rabbi Shua says it is elective. Now, just so we understand, when we talk about this concept of elective here, it doesn't mean that you have a choice whether to say Mayrav or not. You absolutely have an obligation. The question is, is what level of an obligation is? What happens if you have another mitzvah that comes your way? Should you be doing that other mitzvah or should you be praying Mayrav? So that's where this discussion comes up. But certainly you have an obligation to say Mayrav. Okay, Amar Abaye, Abaye says, Halacha Kedivrei HaOmer Chova. The Halacha follows the opinion that says that Mayrav is an obligation. For Rava Amar, Rava says, Halacha Kedivrei HaOmer Rishos. The Lacha follows the opinion of one, one who says that praying Mayrev is an elective. Okay, so now we're going to analyze this further. Ton Rabbanan. And this story seems very harsh, but um, but at that point in history, it was important. It was There was a certain significance and importance of being harsh. Ton Rabbanan, the rabbis taught. Masa b'talmad achon, Rabbi Yeshua. It happened that there was a student that came in front of Rabbi Yeshua. Amar lo. And the student said to him, Tfilas Arvas Rishus Ochova, is the evening service a elective or an obligation? Omar Le Rishus, he said, it's an elective. But then he came in front of Rabbi Gamliel, Omar Lo, and he said to Rabbi Gamliel, Tfilas Arvas Rishus Ochova, is the evening service a, a an elective or an obligation? Omar Lo Chova, Rabbi Gamliel says, it is an obligation. Omar Lo, 
He said to him, The student said to, to, to Rabbi Gamliel, But didn't Rabbi Shua tell me it was just an elective? Amarlo, Rabbi Gamliel said to him, Wait till the Torah scholars come to the Beis HaMajish, to the study hall, and we'll ask the question. Just by the way, the word tris is a shield. So the shield bearers would be the correct translation, but it's a reference to the Torah scholars. So when the Torah scholars came in, the questioner, the student, uh, got up and asked his question. Is the evening service a um, elective or is it obliga- or is it obligation? Amrlo Rabbi Gamliel Chova. Rabbi Gamliel said to him, "It's an obligation." Amrlohem Rabbi Gamliel Lachachamim. And then Rabbi Gamliel turned to the sages, and said, "Klum Yesh Adam Shacholik Bedavarze." Is there no one that argues with me? Amrlo Rabbi Shua Lav. Rabbi Shua said, "No." Amrlo Rabbi Gamliel said directly to Rabbi Yeshua, "Vahalo Mishimcha Amruli Rishos." But didn't, wasn't it said in your name that this was actually just an elective? Amrlo. And Rabbi Gamliel continued to say to Rabbi Yeshua, Yehoshua, amod al raglecha v'yeidubacha. Yehoshua, stand up and let them testify against you. Omar Rabbi Yeshua al raglav. Rabbi Yeshua got up, the Omar, and he said, If I was alive and the student that asked the question was dead, then yachol hachay l'hachesh esames. Then, the live person could contradict the dead person, and I would have been able to to say that I never said that it was an elective. Um, but now that both of us are alive, the living person cannot contradict another living person, and therefore I have no way to get out of the fact that I argued with you. And I did say, you're right, I did say that the matter of service is an elective, not an obligation. So then what happened was, So now Rabbi Shua was standing. Rabbi Gamliel went on to talk about other things. Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Shua was uh, forced to continue to stand up because he couldn't sit down until the head of the school, the head of the academy, told you that you can sit down. And Rabbi Gamliel, to punish Rabbi Shua for arguing, was staying, was uh, not letting him sit down. Until the entire nation not the nation, I'm sorry, until the entire, everybody that was there that day, until they all spoke, the Amru L'Chutzpis HaTurgaman Amod, and they told Chutzpis, who was the Turgaman, or the announcer, basically what happened was, is you'd have your, your rabbi giving the class, but there'd be so many people, so either this announcer would make would say it in a loud voice, or something along those lines. Um, so basically, they the enough people felt so bad for Rabbi Yoshua. They felt that Rabbi Yoshua was being disrespected. So they told the announcer to just stop the Omar. And of course the announcer stopped because enough of the rabbis told him to. Amre. Um, and they said, How long is he going to go on and distress Rabbi Yoshua? So Barosh Hashanah Ishtakad Rosh Hashanah last year, Rabbi Gamliel already distressed Rabbi Yoshua for arguing with him. In the matter of the firstborn with Rabbi Tzadok, we know Rabbi Gamaliel distressed Rabbi Yeshua for arguing with him. Hachanami Tzari, here also, Rabbi Gamaliel is distressing Rabbi Yeshua for arguing with him. Tana Abre, we have to get rid of Rabbi Gamaliel as the head of the academy. 
but then they asked themselves, who should we appoint instead? Should we appoint Rabbi Yoshua? We can't appoint Rabbi Yoshua himself. He's part, he was part of this incident. That wouldn't be right. Should we... Should we appoint Rabbi Akiva? Dilma Anishle, the Leslie Zakhlosavos. Like, we shouldn't do that because perhaps Rabbi Gamliel will cause punishment to come to Rabbi Akiva and he'll be able to do that because Rabbi Akiva doesn't have Zakhlosavos. Rabbi Akiva doesn't have the merit of righteous forefathers to protect him. Uh, that's an interesting idea. Elonok Mailer Belazar ben Azariah. Rather, it only makes sense to appoint Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah to Hu Chacham, because he is wise. He's a scholar. Fuhu Asher, and he's rich. Fuhu Asiri Ezra, and he is a tenth generation from Ezra, the great Ezra who um, changed Jewish history. Um, so now, why are all these important? Hu Chacham, he is wise. If someone asks him a question, he'll be able to answer it. And he's wealthy. Because if one needs to go and deal with the house of the seed, sir, he'll be able to go and do that. Right? So he'll be a proper representative for the Jewish people. And he's also the, a tenth generation from Ezra. Because that way he has the right, the merit of the righteous forefathers, no one will be able to cause punishment to come upon him. So now we are at that point in the Gemara where they think they're they should choose Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah as the next head of the academy, which was the most important job for of the Jewish people at the time. We will stop here. We first talked about um, proper davening with your Rebbe, with your Torah teacher, and we spoke about how there's a concept of a teach of a student that is at the same level as his teacher, um, and then we talked about um, what happens when you pray by mistake. You, you, you pray the Ma'ariv service by mistake. Does it work for Ma'ariv? Does it work as a service? Number one and number two. What happens if that also included your acceptance of Shabbat? And then we talked about praying early, both praying early doing the Meyer of service on Friday night before nightfall on the Saturday, and the Meyer of service of Saturday night before nightfall as well. Um, we talked about, does that make a, um, does that make you, does that allow you then, does that count as an acceptance of Shabbat if you did it by mistake, okay? Then we talked about in general doing these things early, and then saying Kiddush early, or saying Havdalah early, and we talked about Mairev itself as Mairev an elective or as Mairev an obligation. And we talked about the, the ramifications. And then we talked about a dispute that arose because of that, a dispute that ultimately led the head of the academy, Rabbi Gamliel, to be, to be deposed and deposed. And um, now they're choosing Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah in his place. Have a great day.